Games rated E to M. Welcome to Nintendo Power Podcast. This episode, we share tales and tips from our first two weeks with Animal Crossing New Horizons. My name is Chris Slade, and joining me today are Bill Hutchins from Nintendo Treehouse. Hi, Bill. Hey, Chris. And Kristen Copeland, also from Nintendo Treehouse. Hi, Kristen. Hi. And Anthony Foster from the social media team at Nintendo of America. Hello, Anthony. Hey, glad to be back again. Yeah, glad to have you all back again. Of course, we all got together last episode to talk about how we would start our island life adventure in Animal Crossing New Horizons. And uh, now I'm really looking forward to finding out how it's been going for you guys during your first two weeks of playing since the game launched. And I want to know, um, you know, we talked before about how we plan to get things started. But what I want to find out now is how we, we really started playing the game when we finally got it. So, so Bill, why don't we start with you? What were your first two weeks of, of Animal Crossing New Horizons like? Well, I actually did exactly what I said I was going to do at first. And I just took a few minutes to absorb the beauty and the atmosphere of the game and walk around on the beach and listen to the waves and watch the trees. And that lasted for about 10 minutes. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I kind of took off and just started. Uh, I, I sort of, um, the way I approached it this time was to bank a lot of uh, miles at first. So, um, yeah, that was my, that was my, my initial, uh, really, really hard play start to the game was to just get as many miles as I could. Um, I uh, I wanted some of the things that you can get via Nook mileage, so I wanted to make some of those purchases that I think were key purchases. Um, and other than that, it's just uh, I wanted to get as many uh, island uh, residents um, in place as I could, so I've kind of focused on that and uh, just started building up the... Uh, the different uh, facilities on the island. That's great. I remember you saying that, you know, especially after kind of working on the lo localization for the game for so long, you really just wanted to take that time <laughs> on the beach when you finally started your own game and just relax for a bit. So it's nice to, to hear that you did it for at least a few minutes. Yeah, it was a nice 10-minute vacation. <laughs> and then right back to Nook Miles. <laughs> That's right. Kristen, how about you? What was your, how did you get started with the game? Um, I kind of did what I thought that I was going to do, and I kind of didn't. Uh, so I did hit the nook miles hard um trying to do all of the activities that i knew would unlock miles so that i could unlock the things that were most important to me like the hairstyles and hair colors the tool ring um all that kind of extra stuff that you can redeem those nook miles for um but i found myself getting sidetracked a lot more than i thought i would uh, especially with fishing. Oh. I was like, okay, you know, I only need to get five fish now, right? For, you know, a nook miles plus part, um, or I'm looking for a certain type of fish, or I only need new fish, right? That's what my focus is going to be on. But then I'd be like, ah, just one more. Mm -hmm. it, does, it won't hurt. Oh, but there's this extra space here. I should fill it with some <laughs> furniture. Okay, so now I'm going to, you know, take like 20 minutes to make a little you know, Oceanside retreat with some coconut juice and some chairs. And, oh, wouldn't it be nice if I made something to, like, welcome my husband when he starts playing with me? Oh, I should do that now, too. So I just ended up, like, finding all of these sub things to do. Um, 
So I didn't make progress quite as fast as I thought I would, uh, but I still got Isabel pretty much right when I thought I could. Yeah, that was an early goal of mine too, is I definitely wanted to get Isabel on the island as soon as possible. And I can totally relate to what you're saying because this is probably the ultimate game where it is hard sometimes to just stay focused on what you set out to do because between points A and B, you're gonna pass by a really nice looking fish in a pond, an insect that you might not have yet, you know, some great, you know, attractive fruit growing on these trees. You, you really have to, to, you know, if you really want to stay on task, you really have to block out so much other stuff. But then, you know, kind of just doing whatever strikes you in the moment is so much about what's appealing about this game. And, and that's fun in and of itself. Yeah, you also have the villagers now in uh, the game that will pop up and be like, hey, and want to get your attention. So that's also somewhere to easily get sidetracked is because you want to hear what they have to say, because if they're running up to you, it must be important. Uh, not always, but you know, it's entertaining. I know, especially early on, a lot of times when they would run up to me, it was because they wanted to give me one of those new, new emotions to be able to display. And, um, you know, that uh, I mentioned in the last episode, I love kind of, you know, collecting anything that can be collected. And so you're kind of collecting you know, these, uh, these animations as well. So, uh, I was really bummed when I saw one of them running up toward me and saying, Hey, but I just had like entered the residence center at, at, at that exact moment. So I just kind of <laughs> left him in the dust. <laughs> I was so upset with myself. I've, uh, had one time where I was playing with him and he ran up, um, but I was in the conversation with a different Islander at the time. So I couldn't talk with him. So he's just like standing there really waiting you know, to talk to us, but because the conversation went on so long, he kind of gave up and like went away dejectedly. And I was like, Oh, Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> sorry, us. Scoot. Telling what he would have given you. <laughs> well, Anthony, how about you? How did you get started in the game? Yeah. So I, um, I think at first I said I was going to do a lot of like stuff with my, my house and get my house really decked out. And I don't think I've done any of that. I think I actually did the opposite. Um, you know, I started off kind of just doing the normal thing, like, you know, completing all the requests from um, Tom Nook. But I became like super infatuated with uh, catching all these, all the fish, the bugs, all that stuff. And then um, Blathers, I know Blathers was probably like frustrated when he came out of his tent and saw like 50, you know, cages of bugs and <laughs> fish and all that good stuff um especially the bugs he because, really hates those yeah yeah and so i'm on i'm on a quest right now for like two fish that i haven't caught and i'm hoping Ooh. to catch them before the end of the month but <laughs> i don't want to i don't wanna have to wait around but so i did i did a lot of that and um and i have kind of like started to you know really organize my house and make sure everything looks good but you know there's some recipes i don't have and things like that um, and then also another thing that was really interesting, it's like all the Islanders, I must have like the most fit Islanders <laughs> all just work out. That's all they do all day. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like every Islander I've gotten just loves to work out. And then I feel like the other ones have gotten influenced <laughs> by the ones that do work out. <laughs> so everybody just works out all day. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I've just, I've, I'm just, I just love kind of, you know, enjoying the scenery, um, you know, you walk past like a big fish mm -hmm. in the ocean. You, you can't really walk past it, right? You have to stop. You have to try and catch it. Um, so a lot of that stuff. Um, but now I, I really, I'm starting to turn into more like organizing everything into like the perfect way I want it. 
um, so that, you know, once I'm able to like really go to town on, you know, customizing stuff, it's all kind of in its, in its place. But yeah, that, that's, that's kept me busy for sure. Now, I think I remember you saying that this is the first Animal Crossing game that you ever would be really diving into and spending a significant amount of time with. So you were a little bit more of the the newbie uh, to the franchise. So what's been your overall kind of impression, uh, not just of of kind of how you approach this particular game, but just about, you know, the overall kind of, uh, you know, appeal of, of Animal Crossing in general? How are you finding it? Yeah, it's, it's really great because um, they're just really... There just really aren't any games in my in my per, like catalog that I play that are like that where um, I just kind of go and I don't really have a particular objective in mind. I'm kind of just you know doing the things that I enjoy in the game, and that naturally just kind of progresses me forward, which is which is really great. Um, you know, there's nothing in that that game that isn't just pleasant, right? Like every every part of it. So um, for me, that's what it is. You know, uh, I, I, there's moments where I play it like you know, religiously for hours and hours. And then there's moments where I just jump in for 30 minutes or 20 minutes. And um, I do a couple things, catch a couple fish. And um, that's super enjoyable. So for me, it's such a well-rounded experience um, that I, I've just been playing so much. Yeah, I, I, I totally hear you on that. I Some days I will, I, I've played it every day since it came out. And, and at the very least, what I'll do is I'll power it on and um and do the usual rounds right i'll run around and uh, I, I like to keep my island nice and tidy so i'll pick up any twigs that fell down i'll strike all the rocks to get uh, all the the ore that i can and uh, you know find that one rock that has the the bells hidden in it and then i'll um kind of just grab some stuff along the way and do like a, a big bulk sell to uh timmy and tommy so uh, you know that's that basic stuff that i i check off and i enjoy doing that but then what will usually happen is if not, then I'll maybe come back later in the day and play it again. And then I'll start thinking about, all right, what are some bigger moves I need to do today to kind of move things forward or, you know, kind of get, uh, you know, some uh, some of the, the big boxes checked and, and kind of grow my island. So it is it's great that I've, you know, you're able to enjoy it, you know, in little little spurts or, you know, sit down and have some more meaningful time with it. Yeah, I will say maybe the hardest one of the hardest decisions of my life is trying to decide if i want to spend my 2000 miles on a nook miles ticket or if i want to buy mm-hmm. like a recipe or something oh yeah just cuz that that allure of what you can get if you you know just kind of go to get that nice island and maybe some good flowers you know maybe a lot of um nice bugs there who knows? I think I caught like a, a blue marlin on one of the islands, which oh, uh, wow. that's the only time I've ever seen it. That <laughs> one time I decided to fish. So, um, yeah, I, I I often find myself in between there. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> two thousand miles. It's gonna take me a minute to get more. So yeah, I'm still I'm still working on you know <laughs> making that decision more often. Yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of that as well at the beginning. Um, try and decide like do we want to spend another 2,000 miles on this ticket to end up on another island that has the same fruit (laughs) from our island because like our focus was trying to get um, a lot of the different fruits at first we're like please oranges or like please cherries just something right and every time it would be apples which is what we have on our island. And so it was also fun to listen to my husband um, talk to the NPCs. And he's like, all right, Oliver, cherries. That's all I'm asking. 
I paid 2,000 <laughs> miles. Just give me the cherries. And then, you know, of course, no cherries. Um, but a lot of like... <laughs> begging <laughs> with the fruit begging yeah yeah i feel like i feel like i look for the, like and it's all it's also funny because everybody's experience is different right like like you were saying like you were hoping for oranges i i, I hope i don't see another orange because i've seen so many of them but <laughs> but um every time i'm like looking for something like that i'm just in my head i'm like as soon as i find these cherries or you know pears i'm gonna plant an entire forest of them at my island so i never have to yeah. leave again <laughs> yeah I'm lucky in that I've got a lot of friends and family who were really uh, anticipating this game. And so they jumped on it right away, too. And we've been having a lot of fun uh, going online and visiting each other's islands. And so uh, so because of that, I've managed to plant, um, you know, I've, I kind of designated a, a certain section of my island as the, the uh, orchard. And I've planted, uh, I think, one of every tree, except I'm missing one fruit still uh, that I, I haven't been able to find someone who has. But... Um, but that's that's in going into kind of how I approached ended up approaching my first two weeks. That's that's in line with the kinds of things that I did. I really uh, tried to check as many boxes, you know, get all the fruit. Um, you know, at the very first day, I paid off my moving expenses, started my house, donated enough bugs and fish to start a museum, and crafted most of the tools. Like every day, I, I tried to maximize what I could do, just because I, I was so excited to play the game and I was willing to put a lot of time in. And um, I also really went after those Nook Miles and, uh, and more often than not use them to get uh, tickets to visit other islands. Because sometimes, you know, you need a lot of resources to kind of get some of that early building done. And uh, you might need more iron or I kept running out of just regular wood. Um, but, you know, you fly off to one of those other islands and, you know, you're never going to see that island again. So you don't feel bad about just kind of taking everything it's got, chopping down all the trees. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, and, uh, and occasionally, especially those first few times I did it, I had good luck in bumping into other animals who then, uh, after I talked to them a couple of times, would move to my, my island to get things going. So um, I thought, you know, using those, uh, those tickets was pretty valuable in, in the early going. And, um, and then just throughout the rest of the first two weeks, just really just focused on upgrading and unlocking stuff and um, didn't really spend any time on decorating like my house or anything. I figure once I've got everything kind of set then i'll come back around and and try to to make it prettier and, and put more of my personality in which is where i'm at now you know i hear a lot of talk from tom nook about how it'd be great to have kk slider visit the island but uh it seems like we have to just beautify it a, a bunch more and maybe just kind of raise the overall appeal of the island before that can happen so that's that's where i'm starting to to, to work on now yeah i um one of the things just me kind of being relatively new to the series is um i I kind of got lost in using the uh, the pro design app, like just to oh, make, you know, yeah. like your flag or, you know, whatever you want to make. And um, I ended up making or finding and making all these um, like movie posters and like things like that, like just stuff that I like. Ah. Um, and I've spent a lot of time, like I've gotten lost in it, maybe spent hours and hours just like making things, finding things. Um, I put some of that in my room. I actually made like a, oh, cool. a part of my island, like a little movie poster gallery. And I've got all these movie posters lined up and um, to kind of deck that out as much as I could. So um, that's a part of the game that actually uh, I've had a lot of fun with. Same here. The moment I, c I could uh, trade in Nook Miles for those Pro Tools, uh, uh, I definitely did it. And and um, I spent a lot of time, hours and hours really, finding uh, kind of reference material like screenshots and things of old games. So like I created a uh, a t-shirt that has uh, 
the uh, Mario's pixel face on it from the original Super Mario Brothers game, and uh, I recreated kind of Mario's gr uh, red cap. And um, now I've just found like my whole house is decorated now with uh, the one decor thing I did do to decorate my house was hang up all these canvases of just old pixel graphics from classic games. So uh, I really liked how that that allowed me to really nerd out and kind of put all my love of retro games all over the island. My flag for the island is is uh, is uh, Mario, a pixel Mario standing in uh, World One One from Super Mario Brothers. And I even I even changed the <laughs> island tune to the you know da -dun 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 -dun, so. nice. Have you guys seen? Um, so when you when you have that uh, Pro Custom Designs app, you can you can display uh, your designs as a on an easel. Like as a painting on an easel. So oh yeah. People are, uh -huh. are putting easels out with messages on them for their friends who fl are flying to the islands. Because when you stand outside, people fly over and you you wave up with the you know standing next to the, the whatever sign you created for your friend. It's pretty cool. That is I'd really cool. Yeah, I've seen some good, cool stuff with that. It's pretty funny too. People do a lot of like really funny uh, messages and stuff like that. And yeah. It's a big like social media thing. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of fun with that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of good um, stories about people who are, uh, you know, visiting, other, you know, gathering large groups basically on their island to kind of throw parties. Uh, I even saw there was one kind of uh, ceremonial mm. wedding done on someone's island yeah. where they had all their friends come over. Uh, so that's just been really fun to see. And I especially love when I, my friends and family come over and, uh, you know, you can communicate to each other um, uh, through the... Um, I forget the name of the Nook app, but, you know, it's the one that you get when someone first comes over and you can kind of send messages. But I just like following them around and kind of clapping when they are able to pull a fish out of the water or, and, and just kind of shadowing them that way. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Just like kind of standing around clapping and <laughs> just having fun with that. I try and make activities on my island for when like people come over so that, you know, it's a, we at least have some stuff to do. And I have like a little area where I'll leave gifts and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, gift yeah, absolutely. Gift trading has definitely been a big yeah. thing early on with uh, me and my friends. Um, just finding things that they don't have that we might have, especially recipes um, for some of the seasonal items that are out right now. Um, it can be a little difficult to get the materials to craft certain things just because you know you need to play the game a certain amount of time so you can build that up and then finally like yes I've made my star wand or whatever um and so we've been kind of pooling together and being like all right who has the recipe who has the materials all right I'm gonna make two of these now and give them out and so it's been fun to uh kind of go back and forth with friends and say like who has this does anybody have this thing that I need um and kind of build each other's islands up. Yeah, I, it's funny. I, I've, I'm used to playing some online games where items might be bound to your character or bound to your account. So it's so nice to have the freedom to just give away things that you think your friends might want or need. Yeah, I've started doing a little bit of that myself. Um, uh, my kids are playing on, on their Nintendo Switch. They have a different island. And uh, so when uh, knowing that they're going to be looking for some of the stuff that I already have, if I get duplicates or instead of selling something to uh, to the shop to get some money, I might set it aside from them or even attach it to a postcard and send it to them. So it's kind of fun to be able to surprise them that way. 
it's also nice when you see something in the store and you're like, oh, this would make the perfect gift for, you know, a certain friend or maybe a favorite Islander or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, cool. Um, I also wanted to ask you guys, and Kristen, we'll start with you. Maybe what, what are some, you know, a tip or two that you might have for people? Um, stuff that that's kind of helped you get going these first couple of weeks that might be good for other people to know as they start playing the game. One of the things that I was thinking about yesterday was clamming. Uh, once you get blathers, uh, you'll get a recipe for the shovel from him, or you could buy it from Timmy. Um, and once you have the shovel, you can start digging up the clams that are like spurting water out of the sand. Digging up the clams will help you get the Nook Miles achievements. But you can also craft those clams into fish bait. And that might not be terribly exciting sounding, but there are some fish that are a little trickier to get that are in ponds or off of the piers. And if you have fish bait, you can immediately call fish. Um, so if you craft up, like, say, 10 of them, you can have multiple attempts really quickly for a fish that you're trying to get either for blathers or to complete your critterpedia, et cetera. Um, so even if you feel like you've been playing for a while and there might not be a new fish out there, you never know. So make fish bait. You know, I, I get the ability to make that, but I just, it slipped my mind to even try it. Is, is the right time to use it when you don't see a fish to make the fish appear? Or is it when you see the fish, but maybe it's a little out of reach and then it makes it come closer? You, you want to use it where there's no fish present. And then a mm. fish of some size will just appear pretty much right in front of you. And depending on the angle, as soon as you use the uh, fish bait, you could also throw out your fishing rod. And it makes it really quick. Oh, nice. Cool. That's well, thanks good. for the tip. Yeah. Anthony, how about you? Got a tip? Um, yeah. So let's see. So for me, you know, I, I'm there's These are probably some of these things are probably things that people who have played Animal Crossing for a while uh, may know. But um, one of the things I did and it was really helpful for me was, um, you know, by chance, if you end up going to a mystery island that has hybrid flowers and you're like you know flowers that you can't purchase that you know you have that are grown from you know two certain flowers being next to each other um if you don't have a chance to get them that way and maybe you have to kind of grow them on your own um when you kind of plant flowers around whatever you know your sort of town center is i um i try and get as many hybrids in that area as possible like i've gotten quite a few like just growing some like different colored tulips together and i I luckily ended up at an island that had a, a bunch of them so i just took them all and put them all in the kind of the, the front area of my island but i noticed after i did that um i started getting a lot more uh, butterflies that were more uncommon before i feel like uh, i had gotten like um like a peacock butterfly because i had planted these like purple black tulips which i had never seen them before but now they're all over um and in addition to that, I kind of like will leave spaces in between flowers that I plant in the front area. So, you know, by chance, if there's a hybrid there, it'll it'll just grow. Um, so just kind of like that strategic placement of some things so you can kind of maximize your ability to get as many bugs um, as possible. That's been really cool and helpful for me. That's great to know. And that's, you know, planting flowers is something that I only just started to do a little bit of last night. And uh, it hasn't really been high on my list. But now that you mentioned it might, you know, 
pull in more uh, insects to collect. That's uh, something I definitely want to, to get on top of. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks, Anthony. Um, Bill, how about you? Any words of wisdom? Yeah. So for me, one of the things that uh, improves my island life the most right away is to uh, to go after uh, increased storage. Um, I, mm. I know it's expensive, but uh, the, the first thing um, I buy for, with my Nook Miles, uh, as soon as it's available, is um, that that first pocket expansion to give you some extra slots in your pocket. Because, I mean, what's what's the good of, you know, fishing and catching bugs all day if you don't have anywhere to, to stick them other than on the ground? I've, I mean, I've seen lots of screenshots of people with, with bugs and um, uh, fish, fish uh, tanks all over the ground, but I like to have kind of a, a neater, nicer, well-kept island. So I go after that uh, that pocket space increase right away. And then this is a little bit uh, of a less less uh, honest method, but uh, I do create um, like additional characters so that I can access their, their storage. Uh, it's the concept of, a, of a, I think MMORPG players will recognize Yes. The, the concept of a bank alt. <laughs> it's, a, it's a separate character that you play that is you know, their whole role, their whole reason for existing is so that you can have access to their storage too. So I do that. Um, but really the most honest thing to do is to uh, expand your house as quickly as possible and get the, the expanded storage slots that, uh, that that gives you. That's great. Good pro tip there. <laughs> um, for me, I would say, and you know, some of this is our tips that worked in uh, past Animal Crossing games too, so longtime players may already know about them, uh, but maybe um, some people don't. Um, you know, uh, you know how you can strike the big rocks that are scattered around your island. Uh, once a day, you can kind of keep hitting them to get um, to get some uh, like rocks or iron ore out of them, and then every day one of them will give you um, uh, bells. And so I found myself explaining this to my kids actually because they would come up and they would hit it a couple of times but they would kind of space those hits out and it seemed like they weren't getting uh, a lot from those rocks and they were constantly running out of, out of iron. But, um, you know, you can get, um, if you, if you just keep hitting as quickly as possible, you can get up to eight, uh, you know, items from that, uh, rock. Um, but the trick there is that every time you strike it with either an ax or a shovel, you get kind of pushed back a little bit and then maybe your next swing won't connect. And then that kind of wastes time because once you, you connect with that first strike, kind of there's an invisible kind of ticker, you know, ticking down. So, but if you dig holes behind you, um, then that will keep you from being pushed back and you can just kind of sit there and rapidly hit the swing button and maximize those opportunities. So I think that's a, a pretty helpful tip. And then also, um, you know, once a day, I think once a day, you'll find among all of the other little um, indications in the ground that you can dig for fossils, um, there'll be one that's kind of shiny. And if you um, dig there, you'll get uh, a bag of bells. But then people might not know that if you, you plant that bag of bells back in that hole, uh, a tree will grow. And after a few days, instead of fruit appearing on the tree, um, bags of bells will appear on the tree and it'll effectively triple your money. So if you can do without those bells, uh, you know, uh, right when you, you find them and if you kind of invest and a few days later, you'll you'll triple your, your return there. So that can be pretty helpful, I think, too, in, in uh, getting some money early on. Think so yeah, I think, sorry, go ahead. I think another good tip for both uh, new players and returning players is the slingshot. Um, returning players are familiar. They know that they can use it to shoot the balloons out of the sky. 
Um, but I feel like the balloons fly over the island a little bit more frequently than uh, returning players might be accustomed to. Hmm. And for a mere 300 bells from Timmy, you can get that recipe and it will pay you back so quickly. You'll find bells out of those. You'll find furniture, but you'll also find uh, special recipes. So you'll want to make sure that you always have a slingshot on you as well. Yeah, that's a great tip. And, and you know, uh, I think even if um, the balloon is out of reach, uh, it's still worth going for it. I found that uh, I, I knocked one out of the air and the present actually fell into the lake yeah. <laughs> or fell into the river. But that actually gave me nook miles. Yeah, nook miles, yeah. <laughs> and I found out that apparently if there's like, there's more nook miles I could get if I just keep finding opportunities to knock those into the lake. So one way or the other, you're getting something for it, even if you kind of miss out on the present. That's a tough decision. Do you go for the nook miles or do you want the present? <laughs> I mean, I knocked one out of the air that had 30,000 bells in it. So yeah, <laughs> that I'll take that over the nook miles. <laughs> yeah. Well, great. Um, but before we move on from the game, uh, let's. I wanted to check in with fans in a segment that we call Players Pulse. And just before the game released, we actually polled fans on Twitter to find out which new features they were looking forward to the most. And we gave them four options. And actually, nearly 20,000 people voted. So uh, we could tell there was already a lot of excitement out there for the game. Um, now, each person could only vote for just one feature, so we made it pretty tough on them. And I'm just going to read off here the order of the the, uh, the four options that we provided. Coming in fourth place was Party Play. And in third place, people were most looking forward to Nook Miles. In second place, people really couldn't wait to experience the DIY aspects of the game. And then at the very top of the list in first place, with actually over 50% of the vote, uh, people were really looking forward to trying Island Designer. Uh, oh, yeah. So... What do you guys think about that? I mean, those are all features that I've enjoyed. I haven't got Island, Island Designer yet, so I think right now, because I'm so desperate to try it, I would kind of agree with the, the voters on that. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I think they're right on. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think um, the Island Designer, obviously, that's like the thing everybody wants to do because you look at your island and you see all these um, areas that you're like, I could really do something cool with that. Um, so you're kind of just waiting for that moment. And me personally, I've seen – all these areas where I'm like, man, I'm going to make waterfalls everywhere. It's just island full of waterfalls. Mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, that's, that would probably be a top of my list too. I really just want to uh, make paths lead, uh, leading from one building to the next. <laughs> so it really feels more like a connected community. Yeah. And, um, you know, of the people that voted, uh, I picked uh, one comment here from AJ Himmel that pretty much sums it up, who said, uh, sculpting the terrain making myself a nice cliffside to put my house on and making walls and rivers all around the houses of the neighbors I don't like. <laughs> so there's kind of a evil use of well, island designer, I suppose. Lucky for that person, they can decide if they really want those islanders to be on their island or not. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, well, now we're going to switch things over to pros picks. And as usual, this is where we talk about games that we've been enjoying lately, um, other than Animal Crossing New Horizons. And to be frank, that's taken up most of my time. But um, not counting that game, um, Kristen, we'll start with you. What have you been playing? I've been playing Murder by Numbers quite a bit. Uh, Ooh, yeah. To the point where you know, my husband asked me, he's like, oh, you're playing on the Switch again. Why aren't you playing Animal Crossing? And I'm like, because I'm really close to finishing Murder by Numbers, <laughs> and I want to know how it ends. Um, 
it's really fascinating how they've blended the number puzzle uh, Picross kind of style with this 90s detective mystery vibe. Um, and I think it would be really easy to do the first portion of the game and say if like maybe you're a big Picross fan and you start doing some of the puzzles and you're like, oh, these puzzles are too easy. Maybe this game's really not for me. Um, I would say stick with it and don't use the hints either um, because you will unlock additional puzzles that are much, much harder. Um, so I feel like it does a good balance of making it relatively easy to progress through the story. But if you want to get everything out of it, um, you're going to have to like think hard about uh, the logic behind the puzzles. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I got that game too, and I'm not super far into it. I've only done the first few puzzles. But it is this kind of really interesting mix of uh, like a traditional Picross game. And then I don't know that it's so much like, like these other series in terms of gameplay, but I almost get kind of a... Uh, like the vibe of a Phoenix Wright or even a Professor Layton or something like that mixed with my Picross, which is really, and I love Picross games, so I'm really excited to play more of it. It's good to know that it gets uh, nice and challenging too, because I've played so many games and every Picross game starts out with kind of simple puzzles, you know, assuming that there are people playing a Picross game for the very first time. But, uh, and I, so I, I assumed it would ramp up, but it's good to hear that there is some nice challenge in there. Yeah. If you have, um, if you do the puzzles in the cases without the hints, then you'll get a higher rank. And it's the higher rank that unlocks, um, I believe they're called Scout's Memories. And that's where you'll start to find a lot of the more difficult puzzles. Um, and you can only unlock those puzzles if you've done the puzzles in the cases, um, like all of them, and you didn't use the hints, etc. cetera. Uh, so I feel like it does reward you for taking time to think it through. Nice. Good to know. Thanks. Okay, Bill, what have you been playing? So knowing that uh, Animal Crossing was coming out, I needed something that wasn't going to require too much of a time commitment. Uh, so I picked up uh, Talisman. Um, I, I'm i loving that so many different, uh, there's so many great board gaming options on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, you got Catan and Carcassonne and my, my wife and I are huge board game fans, but sometimes, you know, especially with a game like Talisman, the, the physical version of it has so many expansions and so many pieces. It can take forever to set it up and tear it down. So it's nice to have it all in one, one compact package that you can travel with too, if you want to. Um, but, uh, it's this great little, uh, adventure RPG style game where you're sort of traveling around the board and picking up gear, picking up armor, um, leveling up your character, and rolling dice to determine the outcomes of different events. And we just, we love that kind of adventure RPG uh, setup. And then the fact that there's no cleanup when we're done is, is pretty nice. <laughs> and you can finish a game, uh, you know, two, three, four players, whatever. I think it, I think it supports up to six people playing. Uh, but then you can finish a game in half an hour, hour, um, and you're done. Um, yeah, I really, I'm really enjoying that. And it's not a huge time commitment. It's a lot of fun and you can buy the, the base game. And then if you want, you can add whatever of the mini, whichever of the mini, uh, expansions have come out. There are tons of expansions already 
on the Nintendo Switch for this game. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool uh, investment. That's cool. You know, the uh, I don't normally play a lot of board games, even though there's a lot that I, I'd like when I do play them. But I saw that announcement um, uh, recently in the Nintendo Direct Mini for Clubhouse Games, which I think has 51 kind of traditional games in it. Oh, yeah. And that really got me excited for that and thinking more about board games. So um, sounds like I'm definitely more in the mood for that right now. So maybe I should give this a try. Yeah, it's definitely definitely well worth a look. Cool. Well, Anthony, how about you? Um, yeah, so, you know, in a similar way, you know, like before Animal Crossing came out, I was like, I need to find games that I can play right now and then I won't have to um, be super invested so I can kind of continue jumping around. One of the games I uh, started playing before Animal Crossing came out was um, Bloodroots. And um, I've continued to play that game. And essentially, it's kind of just like, um, it's like a hack and slash game. Um, basically, you play like a samurai-esque character who is kind of like on this revenge story, revenge path. Um, and you really just go through all these different levels and you use everything around you as weapons. Um, and yeah, you kind of just like go from area to area, picking up all these crazy weapons and you're like, you know, rolling on barrels using those as weapons. Um, and, uh, you know, you're, you're able to like defeat enemies with like one hit and it's, uh, also goes the same way the other way around. So, um, you also will, you know, lose that, that level if you, if you get hit once and you kind of just like restart immediately in that same little area, but it's, it's a really fun, fast pace, um, sense of action you get from that. So, yeah, I've really been enjoying that game, and um, even still, you know, while I'm while I'm playing other games, I can. It's a similar thing where I can kind of like go in, play for a little bit, and then uh, jump right back out. And uh, yeah, it's still really fun. So um, I've been enjoying that one a lot. Sounds like a nice counterbalance to Animal Crossing. <laughs> you kind of got your uh, peaceful yeah. island situation over here, your fast action situation over here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if my islanders w- would love this game, but. Yeah, it's definitely a nice a nice switch up. <laughs> There'd be some shocked faces, I'm sure, on the island. Yeah, yeah, it it, it brings a balance there, but um, yeah, I'm playing I'm playing that pretty actively too, alongside Animal Crossing. Cool. Well, for me, um, like I said, like most of us uh, or all of us, uh, we've mostly been playing Animal Crossing: New Horizons. But I was really um, interested in a game. Uh, this was another game that got announced during the recent Nintendo Direct Mini and also was released on the same day called Good Job. And um, this is a game published by Nintendo and, and um, it has really unique visuals. It, it almost, the way it's kind of really bright colors but kind of flat shaded, it almost reminds me a little bit of Untitled Goose Game, but it's just a totally different type of game. Um, and uh, it's, it's all about kind of solving puzzles and a lot of physics-based puzzles. So the premise is you're the, the, uh, the, um, this business owner's son, and you're kind of starting on the ground floor of his Skyrise kind of office, and you kind of um, complete tasks on each floor to go to the, to the floor higher, and you're trying to make your way out to the top. But it's just the silliest kind of things you can do. And, and it also kind of reminds me a little bit of... Um, of that game, The Stretchers, Nintendo also published, where it really kind of shines in, in co-op and you're trying to like maneuver and you're kind of knocking stuff over and kind of, you know, sometimes unintentionally and sometimes intentionally just because you like being a rascal and kind of causing chaos. But um, as you're running around the office, you're like trying to, you know, for example, people get bored at a meeting and then they all kind of run and hide in different areas of the office and you have to go find them and pull them back into the meeting. Or you have to go find a projector because the old one busted and they're trying to give a presentation and you have to navigate the whole 
office by bringing the projector to the room and kind of plugging it in. And, and uh, it's like the most mundane sounding things, but like handled in such a, a, a fun and kind of creative and comical way. And, um, and then, of course, once you complete a level, you can go back in and try to get a higher rank by doing it faster or causing less damage. Or you can just run around and pick up literally anything in the game and just, you know, be a real jerk to everybody in the office. Throw a fax machine through the wall. <laughs> exactly. Smash things down. And, uh, and it was only like 1999, so I thought, um, you know, I would definitely give this a shot, and I'm super enjoying it. I'm only a couple of floors in to the building, but uh, already it's really a fun and creative game. I also um, uh, tried to start eating it a little bit into the backlog of games that I've had for a while that I really enjoyed but didn't finish, kind of put down after a while. So I've been going back to Monster Boy and Bloodstained, which are two kind of Metroid-like, you know, action exploration games. And then the Bravely uh, Default 2 demo that came out. Um, I'm not the biggest RPG guy, but the graphics look so gorgeous that I'm, I'm starting to check that out too. So there's... There's no shortage of, of cool stuff to check out, that's for sure. Yeah. Speaking of backlog, too, I even went into my backlog also, and like I started playing um, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 2 on Nintendo Switch, and that that game, it's it's a big game, so there's a lot of time you can spend in there. It's yeah, huge, and that's like yeah. one of the ones where um, I'm having a little trouble, you know, keeping up with all everything while, as I'm playing, like, you know, some of the other games we've been talking about. But, um, yeah, the backlog is definitely something I'm trying to tackle, too. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, next, we're going to move on to the Warp Zone quiz. Uh, as usual, this is where we try to guess games that came out 10, 20, and 30 years ago, this time during the month of March. And I got to warn you guys. These were these are all deep cuts. <laughs> so good luck, no matter what happens. Uh, I think uh, uh -huh. the listeners will be in the same boat. All right. So to start things off, ten years ago, this was in March of 2010. The clues are: Nintendo published an unusual game for Nintendo DS that featured a certain greedy, garlic-loving guy and a collection of micro games that was practically endless, but only if you made them yourself. Any guesses? Sounds like WarioWare. Yeah. But which one? Which one? Which yeah. one? <laughs> yeah. Let's just say WarioWare. And the, and WarioWare DIY? We That's it. WarioWare DIY. <laughs> Boom. DIY. It's so nice. fitting. <laughs> I only ever made one micro game in that, but I probably spent 20 hours on it. So I definitely got my money's worth. All right. So next up, 20 years ago. This is in March of 2000. The clues are Team 17 developed a 2D turn-based tactics game that was brought to Nintendo 64 that was the third game in a franchise famous for both its yucks and its yucky characters, who were invertebrate soldiers that wielded cartoonish weapons like the Skunk Attack and Holy Grenade. <laughs> Any guesses? This is Worms. That's right. Any chance you can guess exactly yeah, which one? good one. It was the third one. Oh, Worms World, World War? Close. Uh, right? Worms Armageddon was this one. But I oh, thought if anybody okay. even gets Worms, I'll be super, super impressed. <laughs> but that was a pretty That's popular a... series uh, a while back. So great job. Okay, well, maybe I warned you guys for nothing. You're, you're two for two so far. <laughs> I don't know. One more. All right. Just showing my age. Isn't All right. <laughs> well, th that may come in handy here because we're going back 30 years to March of 1990. <laughs> and the clues are Hal published a game for Game Boy in which the company behind Kirby and the original Super Smash Brothers put its own spin on pinball 
where the goal was to score as many points as possible without getting your pinball eaten by an alligator. Any guesses? This is the deepest of cuts. Oh, man. Yeah, I couldn't give you a name. I can tell you right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm just going to give this one up. It is Revenge of the Gator. This was a very yeah. highly regarded pinball yeah. game, but, you know, kind of a more of a little-known gem for collectors. I know people who would have known that, but I'm, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had someone on the yeah. show a while back who, who mentioned it, but uh, I, was, I was blown away that uh, they even remembered that game. So great job, two for three, and probably our toughest warp zone yet, but, but it's not done. For the first time, I'm, I'm, going to, um, I'm going to get you guys with a bonus question, and this is an audio-only question. I'm going to play a sound effect. Now, this sound effect is from a first-party Nintendo game. Could have been from, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago. Today, who knows? And I want to see if you can get, you guys can guess um, which game the sound effect is from and then also specifically what's, what the sound effect is. So you guys ready? All right, here it comes. Any guesses? Want me to play it again? Here it is. It's oh. a it's a Animal Crossing sound effect. <laughs> Sounds like a show. That's it. Yep, yeah. that's an Animal Crossing, specifically <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizons. When you dig something yeah, up, yeah, New Horizons. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I hear that every day. What is that? <laughs> yeah. I don't. Very familiar. Yeah, I thought I would. Uh, I would see if uh, I could get you guys thinking about 35 years worth of games, and then just play <laughs> play something from the game that you've been spending hours with recently. Something I heard like yeah, 35 minutes ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That was a nice try, Chris. All right. Well, great. Great job. And now we're going to close things off with Game Forecast. This is where we take a quick look at just some of the Nintendo Switch games that uh, have released soon. Or, sorry, that will be releasing soon. And actually some games that just released recently as well. So we're going to take a quick step back first. And we're going to start on March 17th with RBI Baseball 20 from uh, MLBAM. Exit the Gungeon from Devolver Digital. Skyracket from Double Dash Studios. And then on March 20th, we had Animal Crossing New Horizons, of course, from Nintendo, but then also Doom 64 from Bethesda. And on March 27th, there was Saints Row 4 re-elected from Coach Media. And then on March 31st, Bubble Bobble for Friends from Inan Games. On April 24th, we have Coming Trials of Mana from Square Enix. And Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 Road to Baruto from Bandai Namco Entertainment. And then on April 28th, moving out from Team 17. Anything that jumps out to you guys? Trials. That's one, like, I played the original uh, in Japanese long, long, long ago. Um, and I haven't played it since. So I'm really curious how much I'll recognize through the new version mm -hmm. um, and how much will just be completely unrecognizable because of the new graphics the fact that it's now localized for the first time and things of that nature yeah you know i don't know if you're aware but um i just realized today that i think there's a demo for that game that's out now oh really yeah Ooh. so you know maybe uh when you kind of check off all your uh your tasks to do an animal crossing today you might want to give that a look <laughs> sounds good uh, I'll I'll definitely check out uh, Exit the Gungeon. Um, I'm I'm a fan of those uh, Devolver digital games. I played a ton of um, Ape Out and uh, My Friend Pedro. I feel like those guys have a, a kind of a fresh take on gaming in general. And even though uh, 
bullet hell style games aren't really my style. When you when you add a, a dungeoneering <laughs> adventuring element, platforming element to it, I kind of can't resist that kind of thing. I'm just I'm just uh, curious to see what the next thing from Devolver is. So I'm going to probably pick that one up. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm a big fan of a lot of Devolver Digital's games. And um, and I still need to play Enter the Gungeon, but I know that was a, a, that a lot of people have been talking about that and how much they've enjoyed it. So I kind of need to check both of those games out now. Yeah, I was in. The, I actually that was the one I was gonna say too. Was Exit the Gungeon. Um, I started playing Enter the Gungeon, played for like you know a decent amount of time, and then um, you know I, other games and things like that. I just kind of didn't play as frequently as I wanted to. So um, I want to get back into that, and then yeah, definitely check out uh, Exit the Gungeon. So for sure on my list. Um, and then also Trials too. Like I, it's another game I'm not super. Um, familiar with but that's one that you know i've seen i've seen a bunch of stuff on it and have kind of been like you know watching videos and things like that and that one looks super up my alley so i'm gonna check that out well for me personally uh i'm really looking forward to moving out i've been uh playing the demo and enjoying it and that's game that's another game from team 17 uh they published the overcooked games and then like i said earlier they made worms armageddon back in the day um and this is another game kind of like good job that reminds me of kind of the stretchers, you know, we're kind of working together with a second player, you're moving things around and, and it's all physics-based kind of puzzles. And, um, you know, you're trying, you're going to different locations in this game and you're loading up moving trucks. So you'll go to like different weird kind of houses and just kind of empty them out of the stuff that needs to be put on the truck. And um, you're trying to do it as quickly as possible. And sometimes that means you can just, you know, throw a microwave through a window to get it to the truck that much <laughs> faster or... You know, take all sorts of funny shortcuts. So it's it's a really funny game. I think especially if you're playing it with someone else, you're just having a lot of laughs while you're kind of getting it done. And then I also want to check out um, Saints Row 4 Reelected, which came out um, uh, recently here, um, just because I haven't played it. But from everything I've seen, it looks like one of the most bonkers open world games there's ever been. And everything's just so crazy over the top. So want to check that out too yeah that's that's pretty accurate <laughs> that one that's that's very fun very wacky uh, a lot of really crazy stuff you can do awesome awesome well i look forward to that one then all right well bill chris and anthony thanks so much for joining me for the, for the past two episodes to talk about animal crossing new horizons i really enjoyed it oh thank you for having us sure, of course of course great we'll see you soon see ya That's it for this episode of Nintendo Power Podcast. If you have any comments or questions you'd like us to consider answering on the show, you can email us at nintendopowerpodcast at noa.nintendo.com. Also, we always appreciate it if you can leave us a review, and be sure to subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they're ready. Thanks for listening, and keep playing with power. Power.